Hello, and welcome to Kardashian It, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jarrett. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Marcy. Happy Easter, Bunny. Happy Easter. He has risen. He's risen. <laughs> I guess. He's risen. <laughs> I. I did um, our dear friend Mark Rennie and John Flynn's podcast, Two Old Queens, which you've been on. I love um, them so much. The two treasures. If you if if you don't know the podcast, go check it out. It, they are on a quest to basically find the gayest movie, um, and they have a what they call Byzantine rating system, which is very funny. But you watch a movie, you talk about it on the podcast, and I was invited to be part of Dolly Month, which was really <gasps> oh. exciting. So. Um, I was assigned, I didn't even get to choose. I was assigned Joyful Noise, the Queen Latifah <gasps> Dolly movie, which I had actually never oh. seen. I was telling them on when we recorded yesterday that I was like, uh, they were like, are you good with that? Because uh, they know, Mark knows I'm a big Dolly fan. And I was like, absolutely. I love it. I love Joyful Noise. And then I was like, I've never seen I, Joyful Noise. Um, I just like lying. know it. In I my- guess I have to watch it. <laughs> it's good though. To, like, oh, it's great. Yeah, to, like, it was so great. It was so great. And I watched it the other night. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically about um, a gospel choir in a small town in Georgia um, led by Queen Latifah who have to win at the like national championships, just a classic must win at the championships uh, storyline. And Dolly plays like the rich, um, which I don't want to spoil anything, but she's like a rich benefactor, it's, basically. It's kind of an older film. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, well, it's just very crazy because Chris Christopherson is credited and he's the her husband and he dies while the credit opening credits are still <laughs> playing. He's out. So she's a widow, but she pays for the choir. But anyways, it is and a little baby Kiki Palmer is in it. Oh. Um, there's a bunch of, I, of course I didn't know who they were, but, um, John Flynn was saying that a lot of the, a lot of people, Broadway people are in it too, but it is a blast and I was loving it. I truly had a blast. It's a really fun goof of a movie. It's very tonally insane. Um, it's crazy. But it I came also- out the same year as Pitch Perfect. That's so funny because it really, to me, was exactly the like spirit of Pitch Perfect. It came out like months before Pitch Perfect did. It was very, very. It, it's yeah, and it's just basically that. It's just you know musical numbers, but in in it's very. It has a lot of religious you know pieces to it, and so in doing the podcast, they were asking me why I thought of it. It's talking about Easter. They were asking me like how religious I am or was raised, and I was like, not at all. I know nothing. <laughs> I always ask every Tim always has to like field these absurd questions, like so Easter is uh, <laughs> now it, it, Tim's Greek, but is he Greek or? Orthodox or is he just no uh, he was he Catholic his family was um, Catholic and he went to Catholic high school so he knows a lot he's I mean and by a lot I'm sure it's what a general knowledge most people carry I just happen to have like and both my parents were raised very pretty religious and then to buck that they had decided they hated it and they decided to raise us with like 0.0 so which is a cool idea but as an adult i have like i feel a like of, a fool it's like a lot of references you're not gonna yes get. there's just like a it is just sort of strange like i have i have sort of like it's like kids who didn't grow up with tv or something like there's just these gaps that like come up that i truly don't know so easter's a fun one because i <laughs> what if you started reading no- the bible 
<laughs> I mean, I remember taking like religious studies and stuff in college to try to educate myself, but that, that ends up being this kind of like smorgasbord of like every world religion. Uh, so I only still have like these, the tiniest little slivers of like, you know, pretty important things. <laughs> uh, I, I don't Bible's, know much. Like it's got a lot going on to it. The New Testament, the Old Testament. There's so many different books. There's I need like also, a Bible for dummies. Maybe I'll read there's like a also, Bible for dummies. In the dummies. Catholic Bible, there's different, there's books that aren't included in the St. James Bible because they, you know, like I said to one of my friends, I was like, it's really easy to say that you follow the Bible when you edited it. <laughs> I'm not religious anymore, so it doesn't. <laughs> what were you raised? Catholic. And I was okay. a very, I was much, I, I was pious. I will say that I was going. Wow. To, I don't think I knew this about little Marcy. I was going to church every Sunday at my church. Then I was doing adoration chapel, which was an hour in meditative prayer once a week. Oh um, like how old? Like two how 15, old? 15, 16, 17. Wow. And then I was going to the Baptist youth groups on Wednesday and then I was going to like a full gospel youth group on like another day of the week. So I was just like oh my in the Bible belt and yes, not many people were Catholic where I'm from. Oh, okay. So like if you wanted to hang out with the cool kids, you had to go to youth group with them. And wow. Catholics weren't considered Christians by most people where I was from. Okay. Like in a way that was like, pretty uh intense uh <laughs> like as in like they looked down on or didn't as like, in, like Catholics? In the, but I would have been too young but as far up as into the 80s like the KKK would burn crosses on Catholics yards in my area oh my God. I don't remember it but like I had a teacher that was like oh yeah they don't like us <laughs> so oh my god and so like yeah. other people would be like well you're not a christian because you have other idols and it's like what no that's not really how the saints work <laughs> <laughs> wow i didn't know so then when did you what it would be called lapse is that the yeah, right word i want to say it was unfortunately after my dad's father my papa bruce died Mm. I I don't know what it was. I just sort of just kind of got away from it. Maybe it was just college too. Yeah. And then yeah. as I like moved away and then I was already pretty liberal, but like as far as like I was like, oh no, you don't have sex before you're married. That that's bad and all like all that stuff. But then <laughs> I moved away uh, to New York and was like, oh I, I can't I don't my values don't align with the the oppressed the oppression of the church so it's hard to yeah. be a feminist <laughs> uh-huh or mm -hmm. a humanist i guess so that's me but yeah i could still like i i i, I can't blame jesus for that though i'm gonna be honest uh -oh. i can't blame mary uh -huh. jesus can't blame any of those folks for what's happening no, nowadays I <laughs> in the church i mean I think that, yeah, like there's always, and that was always an interesting thing in growing up too. Cause yeah, my mom would always try to, I think like make this point about like, there is like a true Christianity or like a true, like a true giving, loving core to, core these pieces, but the people and the way that it's, you know, the way that it is. I mean, uh, it, I have a hometown enemy that is like a preacher. 
I'm like <laughs> waiting for the day to bring him down. I think he's awful. <laughs> Hometown enemy. Every time his name comes up, I'm like, I'll tell you what about him. I don't like that man. I don't think he's good. And I told y'all long ago, he's bad. Well, I'm with you. I hate him. I believe you. I mean, it, it, you would if you knew. But then I also like, you know, we have other family friends who are, um, who are, are, are preachers or men of the cloth and, you know, we have good relationships. So I don't know. I'm kind of like, gosh, dang it. I definitely wrote a musical, uh, about lesbians at a summer camp, uh, teen <laughs> lesbians at a summer camp. And on the postcard for the show, there's a dildo and a rosary for sure. And my grandparents had it like framed in their living room and i remember my cousin from the other side of the family came over and was like well that's a dildo (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i definitely am like the little heathen of the group but (laughs) (laughs) i think it's fascinating and and yeah like and the last thing i'll say to that regional piece of it i think that i've always wondered if that was just like obviously my parents are so specific but i forget mark um rennie is actually from almost like like the town over basically in my hometown in the bay area and he was like oh yeah i think it's like a bay area thing it's like we just it's not a very religious place um because he was saying that it that was a lot of his experience too but yeah so uh also watch joyful noise and um, listen to two ludicrous. old queens and listen to two old queens they are so funny i like mark especially his humor is so like i was saying to to tim like he is such a classic like writer brain to me the way his like jokes are constructed and like and i've d- i did improv with mark for years and years and years and years and it's like Ooh, when you are on the receiving end of you guys are very similar in this way. I think when you are on the receiving end of like a really good Mark burn, it is so it's you better brace yourself. We have it's written be so together funny. before and we had so much fun writing together. Oh my God. I would love to see, read anything you guys wrote. Uh, and so, I was on their so podcast. Funny. I did. Let's see. The first time I did beaches. Oh, that I think is no, there was I forget what the the ranking was, but I feel like that was way up there. And then the other one I did was the Orient uh, Murder on the Orient Express, the uh, oh, original movie. Fun. So it was I need to go. I need to go listen. I would love to hear you guys together because because not to say John is also outrageously funny. Also, They're so talented. John is such a great storyteller. He, he just has some of the most he, he's so good at. He has interesting stories and he also the way he tells stories because he is so thorough and thoughtful and it's a, mm-hmm. you're going on a journey with him. And that's the big difference between him and Mark. Mark is like, ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. And John yeah. is like really building a world for you. Yeah, so. they have a really nice yin and yang, uh, like just their energy. But God, yes, listeners, if go check out Two Old Queens. Um, and I think my Dolly episode comes now, out in a couple weeks. I have said knows. recently that I I would nominate Mark Rennie to replace Wendy Williams should anything happen, oh, or or God. if she were to go to like a rehab or something again. <laughs> Marcy, this is the best thing I've ever heard you say. This is so the idea of Mark getting to sit in a chair and just sass about celebrities and, and also follow him on Twitter. He, he's very funny. He's just a very funny person. Um, 
But God, that is the best idea I've ever heard. I mean, he'd just be like, what are they, crazy? Please. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he just has like this way about him. It's so funny. Anyway. He reminds me of like, uh, last thing I'll say, like, I never could remember his name, but that iconic line from the early Housewives of Atlanta at um, Charay's fashion show when there's no clothes. And that guy, man, who says, a fashion show with no fashion. How bleak. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, that's, that's Mark. That's Anyways, Mark uh, shall we hop in <laughs> to some news? Let's hop in. Speaking of celebrities and roasting, let's, no, we're not going to roast them. Oh, my transition didn't work. Okay, moving on. You no, know, you don't have uh, to do it. You don't have to. No, Like, why? do it when it feels natural. Don't force it. I thought it. it was. I thought it was. And then there it was just clunking out of my mouth. <laughs> should, should I edit we, that out? <laughs> no, let them know. Warts and all, they get to know. Um, we have another, now I would say a sighting of this ring, but the truth is it would be impossible not to see this ring. Chloe Kardashian uh, posted uh, what was supposed to be a picture of her beautiful new manicure. Oh, sure. Which is very gorgeous, long, pointy, pastel-y spring nails. Um, but what, of course, everyone is talking about is the obscene, and I mean truly, truly obscene diamond ring um, on her ring finger. It is obviously an engagement ring. We've seen this ring appear a few times already. Of course, we assume it confirms her engagement to Tristan with that they have not officially uh, confirmed. He commented on it. uh, The two little eyes peeking, the looking eyes, two heart eyes, and two diamonds. Now, this ring is the size of a kumquat, I've decided. (laughs) Yes, I think it, you're it right. It reminds me of a scarab <laughs> for any of our <laughs> Egyptologists out there. Um, it is so large. It's a thick ring, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just a big diamond that takes up, the, you know, a whole joint of her hand. A whole joint. But it's thick, too. Yeah, I wish I... I mean... And it also looks like the band is diamond. Yes. I mean, yeah, this thing is like a huge sort of like very like pear-shaped kind of oval-ish, I guess. Uh, Teardrop. Let's call it a teardrop. Teardrop. That's the word. That's the word. I was like, what is this shape I'm looking at? Pear but oval. Pear but a (laughs) point on it. Yes, a tear. So it's like a very round tear. And this, I I, got to honestly guess that this might be the biggest celebrity engagement ring I've ever seen. I remember Paris Hilton's for what for her one of her filled engagements was pretty unfathomable, but this might be bigger because to your point, this is so tall it's looking. Tall. But you know what I think like when you get a <sighs> giant ring like this, because it just becomes a liability. It's just mm. danger. This is like five alarm danger, fire, 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 right? So yeah. I think uh, at their nuptials, what they should do, and I don't know what kind of machine or mechanism, but they should pulverize it. 
Oh. And then you'll consume the diamonds. <laughs> oh my God, this is beautiful. Yeah, like in a Jewish wedding where they break the glass. Yes. Uh, like, yeah, this, this, th- I would love to watch them bring in like a big fancy machine to just try to turn it to dust. And then, yeah, they like mix it in water and drink it. I would just be <laughs> too nervous to have a ring that size. One, with small children. And two, yes. to know that like, oh, people will tie me up and take it from well, me. I mean, it's almost like she might know someone directly who was absolutely targeted for showing off her giant, insane ring. It's like, it's a really wild move. I mean, she's basically saying like, I'm not Kim and I don't, I'm not worried, but it's really scary. Like I, I couldn't imagine you're walking around with like, it's not just like a car or a house at that point. Like I got to imagine that's like, uh, upwards of five or eight million. Like I don't know enough, but I, I'm just, from my base understanding. That's got to be like between five and seven million or something on your hand. Like I now, can't really get over this it. This does segue into another story mm. talking about danger. Um, mm. So this segues to this week. Kendall and Kylie both had the same stalker arrested. This is scary. Well, this is a scary story. And before I get into it too much, the reason why I think it's so scary for Chloe is she's moving to Boston. Now, whatever mm-hmm. security and gated community they live in, that was already pretty breachable, it seems. And then yep. not to mention on top of that security team, it's just I cannot imagine wherever they're living in Boston will have more security than what they were having in Calabasas or Hidden Hills. They live up on, they live in the most well-protected enclave on probably on planet earth. That's not like an Island. And that is why so many celebrities live where they live. But yes, she is about to move. And the photo we saw of it, the first time it was spotted was in Boston. So we know she travels with it and wears it there. And it's like, that sucks. I mean, I would love a, wor- a world where they all get to just like be as flashy as they want to be and wear what they want to wear. But it's like it is this very strange move given like the reality of her life and what has happened. Yeah. You know, and they those per- per- Paris robbers of Kim's. I mean, there was that interview the other day with that bizarre interview from a few weeks ago with like one of the robbers. And he was like he admitted it. it is a proven fact that they like saw the size measured them from her social media and then just tracked their movements. Yeah. He didn't really feel you know? bad about it either. No, he, that man did not feel bad about it. But yes, okay. So this trespassing story is so wild and really sad. So um so this I feel for them. Man broke in trespass on Kendall's property, swam naked in her pool. Mm-hmm. He went to jail. He was arrested. And mm-hmm. then a day later he was trespassing on Kylie's property. Yeah. It's so crazy. He's 27 years old. This man's name is Shaquan King. He made it onto Kendall's property early Sunday morning, removed his clothes, got into her pool before her personal security ordered him out, um, detained him, and then cops made the arrest. And then, yes, a basically a day and a half after the release, he went to Kylie's gated community. Uh, it doesn't sound like we know how far he got into Kylie's property, but still uh, got there and was arrested um, on felony stalking. 
So now they've both taken had to take out restraining Ugh, orders. It's just to keep protect and, and orders that he, King stay at least a hundred yards away. Kendall has since hired more armed security and left her home. This, according to TMZ, saying we're told she has no plans to ever return. That feels. I would do the same if I uh, had the money. Yeah, she said this. Uh, TMZ saying Kendall's had it with trespassers, stalkers, and death threats. She's packing up and leaving her Beverly Hills home with no plans to return. She's moved to a safe location with armed security. It's unclear if she'll decide to sell the house, but it does seem like this house is not keeping her safe because this is not her first brush. It, it just seems, yeah, I, that's the unfortunate thing about this family when it comes down to it that at a certain point they actually have to make as much money as they do have because they, mm-hmm. I can't imagine what they must spend on security a month. It's probably like a close to a hundred thousand dollars a month each. So you're like, yep. You, and Kendall don't make that kind of money. No, I mean, the, the, they're saying that the man was swimming at night overnight and her security went out. So that means that she already that's overnight security, full time security. You know, most celebrities have security when they are out in the world and moving around. But like it is, I don't, it's, I don't know that it's super common for most celebrities to have like overnight round the clock. Like uh, that is to me. And that's where you get into like, yeah, you have to be, like a uh, mega wealthy in order to afford that. I mean, think about how much that costs. And then it's it, so intense. It says here that Kendall's also alleging that the man has photos of her on his social media and has been previously arrested for kidnapping. Now, <gasps> here's the thing that I really have a problem with in America. I don't think any drug dealer should be in jail at all. If we're not putting all of our resources into like, getting this person like like let's move the money around who cares about drug dealers this person needs psychiatric help and a lot of it and he should be removed from society to get the help he needs until he's not gonna i don't know uh kill a woman there's this i mean literally the clearest case he was at a woman's house broken clearly unwell swimming naked arrested released at another woman, famous like, woman's house. He, like he this needs is, help, guys. That, yeah, that to me is like I think we have some pretty clear evidence that this man is not able to function in society. He's breaking into women's homes at night and scaring them to death to the point that they how, will move and leave their homes. I mean, when you just think about like how much they actually have to deal with, it's sort of nuts that we aren't kinder to them. <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny you said that because when I read this story and put when putting it in, I was like, fuck, that really sucks. They really have like a thing that we as women, we have to worry about being, you know, we're a lot more vulnerable. It's so scary. That's just a part of being a woman. This added layer of like, there are people who want to kill me, who want to, uh, who want to rape me, who want to steal from me, like that it, you are a, a known public figure and that you are just like, 
And and that I think was what we saw happen with Kim, like this reality sort of like crashing through in this insane circumstance that changed her forever. You know, like, of course, Kim knew she was a target. They all know they're very famous, but I'm sure you also are existing like with the slim likelihood. They're around only other rich, famous people. They're not hearing stories of being tied up and robbed, you know, and then it happens. There should be know? a study where they take you know, they do statistics of publicists and incidences of crime and stalking against celebrities and mm. like how much like, cause I do believe it is like being out there and like, you know, there are plenty of like working actors, models, whatever that we don't know the name of. And some like dude probably wouldn't, maybe they would, but you know, for the most part, this is not the first time this has happened it happened to Kendall with that guy who drove to her house from mm -hmm. one of those northern states in the middle. <laughs> I think North Dakota, yeah. but I'm not sure. Yes, I remember. Yes. He drove there and he, he with the intent to kill her, apparently. That's what it says in this article. Yeah. He was. Yeah. And that was just a few months ago. So, like, I don't know. It just feels like at, there's a certain point of oversaturation where it's like okay maybe being famous is bad the older i get the more i start it's for a thing i used to think i wanted so much i will and and covering this family has really i mean changed a lot of my feelings towards it because it is like it's pretty hard to not see it as a real deal with the devil yeah you know yeah. like i have a friend that's um, like minor celebrity and years and years ago when they bought a, a home they bought their home from a very famous like author and mm. the author had a stalker. So right mm. when they moved in, there was like a person on the property and they had to call <gasps> cops and stuff. And it apparently the person just didn't know that the author that they stalked was <laughs> like, Oh, I'm not coming here for you. No, no, no. But it was a scary moment where we're like, Oh no, do you have a stalker? And it's like, no, he wasn't there for me. He was there. <laughs> Oh my god what's wrong with me <laughs> i was just gonna say it's so funny like that tells you how like insane yeah my ego would be like well why not <laughs> <laughs> oh and i'm chopped liver oh, oh. okay <laughs> um oh so scary this is so, okay so scary i don't like it um well here's a fun one <laughs> um there's a couple fun ones, but there's this was the one we were talk talking about. This a couple days ago, uh, we see, we saw that Travis Barker's teen daughter, Alabama, which I love that name, um, uh, posted a TikTok. I guess it's a TikTok challenge uh, where you like pass the phone. You should speak to it, Marcy, if you know. You feel like you know TikTok. I mean, more it's just one me. of those things where like it would be like um, me. I would say like. Pass the phone to someone who has way more tiki cups than they need. And it would be like <laughs> earlier. I and saw it, one we, that was, was great. It was like, pass the phone to someone who got an STD from their ex uncle, <laughs> like their step uncle. <laughs> and it was like, pass the phone to someone who got a nose job in another country. And their dad doesn't know where she is right now. <laughs> It was great. It was great. It was like, pass the phone to someone whose tracks are hanging out of their hair right now. It was just so funny. <laughs> These girls were roasting so each funny. other back and forth. That's so, a good, that's, this was very benign comparatively. So it's supposed to be a bit of a roast and they're yeah. passing the phone. The Penelope one really got me. Penelope said, she was, she's like, 
I'm going to pass the phone to someone who won't let me do anything. And I was like, that makes sense. That's exactly why she wanted to go live with Aunt Chloe last week. Yes. She loves, she, she clearly hates so her mother. Funny. It's so funny. And yeah, we had like court. What did court say? Like, it was just like, pass the phone. I'm passing the phone to my boyfriend. Like she didn't really have yeah, one, she was but not. she called, she called Travis, her boyfriend, we saw basically oh, uh, it says <laughs> passing the phone to someone who talks 24 seven. And then rain was like, uh, pause it. Um, Oh fuck. Oh shit. Oh. And then he started twerking, twerk, 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 twerk. <laughs> and then Courtney said, we're done. It's <laughs> so funny. My little chaotic prince. I love <laughs> uh, He is. Oops. Sorry. Got an ad playing. Um, it was so, so cute and neat to see the family all hanging out. Um, and, and so they are on vacation in Aspen. It looks like they took a bus, by the way. Did you catch that? No. For uh, They they posted pictures of like a bi- kind of very fancy charter bus, Ooh. which is well, interesting because that was a big thing we flagged. Like, how is this going to work with Courtney's lifestyle? Still pretty... I mean, that's love because I, 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 I'm Courtney taking buses uh, is pretty wild. Um, I'm very curious how this will shake out. But yeah, so it looks like it's Travis, Alabama, uh, Penelope, Rain. I don't think Mason's there. But was he in the video? I don't think so. Um, and they're all on vacation as like a little merged family in Aspen. It's so sweet. Now, I just have to break down what these children are saying because... <laughs> Uh, also, oh, Alabama said passing the phone to someone who can't get acrylics, and that was Penelope. (laughs) And then she said, someone who doesn't let me. So apparently there was a fight between Courtney and Penelope about Penelope, an eight-year-old, getting acrylics. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing this now, yeah. I did not catch that. Oh, my God. (laughs) Penelope is, like, I no longer think of her as, like, I, I think I used to believe she could be a bit mean, but now yeah. I just think she's just wants to rebel against her mother and her. Yes. She feels very oppressed by her, yes. by her. Yes. Like organic bullshit mom. Yes. I'm sure it's so oppressive being Courtney's daughter. But now rain. I believe rain should not be speaking that way. <laughs> I lost it. Fuck. Oh shit. Tork, 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 tork. I was like, chaotic and chaotic boy he was like okay we're done but like what is happening with like i mean i know my boy scott (laughs) he's that's scott's son he's like his aunt marcy he's got some add issues (laughs) i don't know when it's appropriate to start treating those but Maybe sooner than later. I mean, he hates to medicate <laughs> a sweet special angel like that, but something's up. He's he wild. Remember when he was he on wild. Ellen? <laughs> yeah. When he had his long Mowgli hair. Oh God, he's perfect. Uh, I, I know it's it's like a naughty he's a naughty kid, but also so so funny and perfect. We love him. We love Rain June. Uh, but okay, moving on. We also got this week a really fun profile in the New York Times. Uh, Laura Wasser, she who will cleave the union of Kim and Kanye. Um, a big, wonderful profile. I cannot recommend it enough. 
Laura Wasser is a the star divorce attorney um, of Hollywood. She is who um, Laura Dern's character is based on in A Marriage Story. And I, I would just recommend reading it. There's a lot of it's it's about other celebrity couples. She she has also worked with. She actually worked with Kim on her divorce from Chris Humphreys. So it's not even their first tango. Um, and it's all about how you kind of it's a neat behind the scenes peek of like how you become, a, you know, a celebrity divorce attorney. She's also worked with Stevie Wonder. She did Britney Spears's divorce from Kevin Federline the really rough one between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And then right now she's in the gnarly one between Angelina and Brad Pitt. That one has been going on for like a decade, it seems. Yes, it's very ugly. And then uh, Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck. Um, And it's just, she's a very interesting woman. She's very lovely. And I think that it's a great, I, I love great profiles. That's like such a thing that I like love to dig into. And there's just a real, a lot of really fun, um, the writer did a great job, I think, of like capturing her vibe because she's this like very beautiful, fashionable woman. Um, I loved it. I loved it. It's really I fun. loved it too. There was a part in this piece where I was like, it, who is she talking about? Well, she's like 52 now. So mm-hmm. she's like, I was in my 20s and 30s and there weren't many people practicing law. So you could send a drummer from an alternative band to. So like... She, so if we put her in her late thirties, I guess that's too far ago for it to be like Travis Barker, but she could be smearing the timeline a little bit. And she was like, Oh, one. So when a, a, a drummer arrived, Miss Wasser recalled, he, she hustled into action, removing his piercings and whisking him to Bloomingdale's to buy a suit that would cover up his tattoos. I understood him. I too had to cover up a tattoo and take out some piercings. I'm just realizing this is Tommy <laughs> Lee. Oh, of course. Yes, good job. I was like, it's great. It job. Been tra- nope, it's Tommy Lee. It's Tommy no, Lee. No, because that is right. Yeah, because it would be like, yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah. At least. Yeah. And that's right, right around, I feel like. Oh, that's great. She has a great, the quote that we were laughing about. Um, Because she says, I never discuss. She's relentlessly tight-lipped about her latest high-profile proceedings. Last month, Ms. Wasser filed divorce papers for Kim Kardashian West in her split from Kanye West. Quote, I never discuss a case, Ms. Wasser says, with an unbreachable finality. Not much else was off limits, though, in a rambling conversation over Zoom last month. Quote, talking about myself is my favorite thing, Ms. Wasser said jovially. I love her. I love her. I also (laughs) thought how funny it would be. For like for someone like Kim, like you've been to the you've used this divorce attorney before, but the next time you get married, if the attorney like sends like a big old bouquet, like, like <laughs> I'm excited about it's, the business. <laughs> it's fascinating, and also just hearing kind of how she breach breaks down the kind of like therapy piece versus the like getting the job done, yes. and that she really does not see herself as like there to she's there she's not an expert on marriage and very open about that and is like i it didn't work out for me i'm not a marriage person i just need to get this job done basically for them yeah um and then she's like we're not here to like fighting's not gonna help us out like yes let's try to be as nice as possible and like keep it out of court go through you know like it really is about like what you learn is best. Um, but yeah, it's, she, she's very, she's really ravishing 
um, and just has a vibe. And you can totally see why they would like basic character um, on her. And she talks about it in the piece, too. She kind of doesn't agree with Laura Dern's it's, portrayal, but she loved it. It's so funny, though, because she's like, well, I think she's much sexier than I am. I'm not like wearing tight dresses. And they put that quote right underneath a picture of her in a very fitted Chanel dress. <laughs> so funny and love when people like talk about how they're not while they show you that they are absolutely one of my favorite things when people just like kind of miss it just miss they just walk like right into it (laughs) sort of just miss who they are um all right this kylie piece i didn't read it but uh, it's interesting. Based, I think it relates back week. to what yes. I was yes. talking about last week. Pretty hardcore. Yes. Interesting timing, mm-hmm. Jess. So, yes, I thought the same. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't read it. I'm so sorry, but um, no. So it's basically, you know, there was a big scandal that we covered last week where Kylie, you know, kind of stepped in it by only donating five thousand dollars to a, her a former makeup artist that she'd worked with. Um, their GoFundMe and everybody dragged her and was all about like, why aren't billionaires paying for things like that um, when you can? It's a drop in the bucket. Well, right on the heels of that, isn't this interesting? Interesting. Um, According to the Lake Geneva Regional News, not a source we often check in with, (laughs) Kylie happened this week, donated hmm, half a million dollars to create a new hospital lounge for teen cancer patients mm-hmm. at the Monroe Carell Jr. Children's Hospital in Vander- at Vanderbilt in Nashville. Uh, unveiled on Wednesday, the, quote, hey, I'm here for you, teen lounge. Strange name. <laughs> um, and Kylie's donation was supported by further funds from uh, Roger Daltrey and Pete Townshend's Teen Cancer America. And it's believed Kylie chose that specific cause because of um, Harry Hudson, who is their, uh, the family's good friend, who was, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's In this week's episode, actually. Yes, yeah. he appears. Yeah. Um, so the lounge is named after Harry's cancer charity as well as the title of, of his 2020 album. I get it. Okay. I didn't even catch that part. So, um, yeah, we know that Kylie and Harry have been longtime friends, and this is obviously a very nice thing to do. The lounge includes video games, big screen TV with streaming capabilities, and a meditation room. Harry Hudson says, I'm so grateful for Kylie's friendship and the impact she's had on my life and my cancer journey. She's always been there for me, together, and together we wanted to figure out a way for, uh, to be there for other young people who are battling this disease. So, hey, that's what you call a make good. Well, I nope, that's not what I think. I think okay. this is like, I'll give money when I want to give money. Yeah, yeah. Because she didn't it, go back an and give person. that other person more money. She said, I gave what I gave. I said what yes. I said. I will yes. be. I will certainly be philanthropic and benevolent. I, of course I will when I want to be. $5,000, I tell you, it was fuck you money. Yeah, 5000 is, what did this man do to her or Ariel? What did this, what did that man do? And we I should must know. all be so lucky to be slapped by five grand because she could have given <laughs> nothing. And I do believe she has beef and doesn't care if he lives or dies. <laughs> Unlike these teens she's never met that she's like, yes, of course I'll give half a million dollars. Of course. <laughs> of course. Half a million. Yeah. The idea of in two weeks of your time, you wrote a check for $5,000. 
and half a million dollars. But this is also why I think sometimes, like, yes, we should tax billionaires. Absolutely. They should be paying a great percentage into our whole system, and then we should all take care of each other. However, you got to keep your nose out of people's business sometimes because she doesn't yes. have to do what, like, she does what she wants to do. Oh, my God. I mean, the floodgates opening of... of- you know, of all of everything that, that, that anyone in her position should donate to should, you know, yeah, like it, we it, should it's, have it's our systems in place to take care of people, not celebrities in place. So no, it's like what we talked about with regard to this whole story. It's like with the GoFundMe story, it's like, we shouldn't be living in a GoFundMe yeah. healthcare economy Tax her. is the headline. Tax her. Not that we then go knock on the door of a of an insanely wealthy 23 year old and ask her to pay for health care i really like, do love that, that she was like mm-hmm, that's what i gave yep. and then i will give uh, yep a hundred thousand times more than that or <laughs> no wait uh what is it ten thousand times more than that i will give that a thousand times more uh goodbye <laughs> goodbye this is how it stands guys ain't it grand <laughs> I mean, I don't well, know that we... guy, so I feel bad even saying that. I'm just saying that's what I'm intuiting from it. No, I I feel it, and I think you're right. Um, I think that's a perfect read, uh, especially Kylie. Kylie doesn't do what Kylie doesn't want to do, and we even see mm-hmm. that in the episode. Uh, let's take a quick. <laughs> has a, yeah, we'll take a quick break, then we'll a get to it. Example, <laughs> perfect. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? You guys know Jessica and I talk all the time about our therapist and how much we love her and how important mental health is to us. That's why we're excited to talk about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Now, BetterHelp is not self-help. It's professional counseling. So that means you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which is really important right now because we cannot be leaving to go to a waiting room. No, thank you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. One of the best things now that everyone's telecommuting is that this service is available for clients worldwide and there's a broad range of expertise which maybe you don't have available in your area. And these are licensed therapists, professional counselors, and they're specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQA matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. You guys should really try out BetterHelp. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can go check out their site. They have new testimonials posted daily so you can see what other people are saying about BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is professional counseling. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of Cardishinate, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Cardishinate. 
join over the 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Kardashianit. Oh, here we go. We're back. Um, <laughs> we're back. We're back. We're completely insane. I literally uh, just said I had a quarter of a dozen cats. <laughs> <laughs> it got another big laugh out of me. It's such a funny way to announce three cats. <laughs> it just isn't what I planned for my life is the thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think that's the thing that's really special about three cats ownership is I really mean it. Like, did we ever talk about, you know, uh, my dear friends, Emily and Joel, Joel has two cat had two cats. He's had two cats for a while. And then this like really cute little cat showed up in the yard for days on end. And they ended up, um, he and Emily, his girlfriend, they ended up like, you know, trapping it and taking it in and getting it checked. And there was nothing, no owners, no, no tags, nothing. And it was like very obvious he had fallen in love with this cat. And it was so sweet. And Emily was like, and I, and so every time we'd hang out, I was like, so why are you keeping the cat? And he'd be like, I can't, I can't be a guy with three cats. Like I can't be a guy with three cats. And it was such a thing. And Emily and has her just, own cat. Yes. Emily has a cat. So they don't they live together. To all move in, they, no. And okay. if they were to move in together, it would be four, but it was this like delaying the inevitable where it was just like, yeah, but like you really love this cat. Cause it would be like showing pictures on his phone. And then finally, like, it was just like one of those things where you just don't press the issue. And then like another month passed or something, a couple weeks. And I was like, so any, did you find a home for that cat? And he wouldn't name it either. He was like, if I name it, but he looks kind of like a Theo to me. <laughs> it took me so long finally, to name these cats, remember? And it was about the same thing where it was just like, I don't I don't want to get attached. And then finally I checked in on it and was like, whatever happened? And he was like, I'm keeping him. Oh. <laughs> and I was so happy. It was like, I think there's a three cat hurdle that feels crazy, but it's like, hey, if it makes you happy, yeah, I mean, that's your house thing. is going to be disgusting. That's just part of it. It's just going to be nasty. <laughs> but so what? So Who gives a shit? Sometimes if there will just be like little smears of shit on the ground <laughs> or on your pillow or whatever. That's just But lots life. of things that bring us joy wreck our homes and have shit <laughs> shooting out of them and stink. Um and my name And I'm not talking about my husband. Oh, <laughs> Opa. <laughs> now I just want to ask so many questions about Tim's Greekness. Does he know Greek? He doesn't know Greek. Mm-hmm. Um and he he's not that's what was very funny is that like he's not very connected to his greekness in that way like he's never been to greece his parents are canadian um uh, and his dad is greek his mom's polish and like the dad's dad is from greece his name was like Ath- Ath- athenos or you know one of those kind of names um but he there are a lot that was what was so funny was i sort of like thought i was going to be meeting this like big greek family you know with like olive skin and dark hair he is the most greek looking in his whole family the rest of them are like fair skinned fair hair like like pay, like they are not greek greek looking um and Tim is like way more Greek. Well, I have and- uh, multiple pale Greek friends that are Greek, Greek, Greek. Yeah. yeah. It was so, just like the good I thing I didn't it, expect yeah. at all because I just had this vision of like the Greek families I knew growing up. And of course, they like always ran the restaurants in town and that's very Greek. But um, no, he he's I think um, not. But then, you know, when I went to Greece years ago with Betsy and Mono, like it blew my mind and it became a running joke because 
every man looks like too. <gasps> That's <laughs> so like, funny. And it was so bizarre because every waiter, it became a running joke where Mono under his breath when waiters would walk up would be would say, hi, Tim, like, <laughs> like just to get me to laugh. And, and they would make fun of me because I would get visibly like flustered and think that like clearly thought they were all very attractive. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I would get like really blushy and be like, um, yeah, um, I'll have and like be clearly like, oh, and so <laughs> that was really wild. Like there are many Tim's That's so uh, funny. in in Greece and it's very, very wild. But, you know, he he shot a thing, uh, a Ferns thing years ago with um, Zach Galifianakis, another Hollywood Greek. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't know this or expect it, but Zach is very Greek. And I, mean, um, I guess yeah. and like shamed Tim for not knowing. Greek That's what I was, was thinking. Like, all of my I know some Greek men and they all yeah they all speak greek yeah he like shamed him and was like you should you need to learn and he like knew way more and was telling tim like oh you're kalpakis akis means you're from crete your family came and like knew all of the like greek of it all and totally shamed it's all greek uh, to me (laughs) there you go i actually this reminded me of a of a of something about zach galifianakis so a couple weeks ago my sister's family is on vacation and I believe they were in South Beach, a little place to be. But mm-hmm. um, while you're, while there's a pandemic on, um, <laughs> a pandemic, I was like, Miami was shut down, but they were fine where they were. They were in like a fancy resort place. So okay, the kids are like all like wanted to go inside or something. And my nephew was like, no, I want to, I want to, uh, there's some guys down there playing volleyball. I want to go play with them. He and his buddies went to go play volleyball and they hung out for like a long time with Zach Galifianakis. They like ah! played with him and stuff. I uh, I love that. Like for like a long time though. Like they were just <laughs> hanging out and people were like, you know, they had like drinks and snacks. I mean, not like alcohol, but like, cause he's a little boy, but they were just like, you know, were just very chill. And then afterwards someone asked my nephew if he like knew, cause my nephew's 14 and they're like, yeah. do you know who that is? He's like, yeah, I, I didn't want to bother him for a picture, though. But they were like, we're so Aww. nice to my nephew and a bunch of other little teen boys and stuff. That is so funny. That's so sweet. Yeah, I think like uh, it's such a crazy thing, too, because I think you really can't. And I, and I remember Tim talking about this. Like, it's pretty hard to overestimate like how famous and recognizable he is from the hangover like and and it was like at least uh, certainly years ago when they worked on that it was like crazy like the amount of they were shooting something out on a street in downtown LA and it was like they had to stop the shoot because of how many people were like the hangover the hangover and even still to this day we saw if you go to Vegas there are like shirts in the in um Caesar's Palace, where the movie is set, with like his face on it. He's like still being sold in the gift shop. It's so wild. Anyways, not to get Look, on a Zach Galifianakis. I just want to say that I guess he's a nice guy because he hung out with my. I love my that. little. That is teen so nephew. sweet. <laughs> oh, what a nice. And that Brock man. was so respectful. He's like, I didn't want to bother him for a picture, but played volleyball. A nice, just a nice interaction all around. All right, so that. let's talk okay. about this family. <laughs> This family. Okay, we got episode three, winner take all. Woo! 
This was entertaining. I found this to be an entertaining episode. You know, it's funny because I've been doing a thing where I've been watching it without writing notes and then I watch it later and take notes. And it was so fun to watch. And boy, did it piss me off to have to take notes about it. Um, yes, especially because it's <laughs> I'm out of practice in the storylines. And that's what I did with the, the premiere app. Uh, which I, it, yeah, it's such a treat to just get to watch oh. it. <laughs> oh. I can't wait for the day when I can just watch reality TV again. But uh, you're deep in. But it's hard friend. because it's like, it's <laughs> stupid to take hijinks because it was all hijinks. Nothing, all hijinks. nothing was like meaty, but it was fun to watch. But to be like, I have to take notes about a poosh <laughs> celibacy article, please. <laughs> Please. So let's just Please. start at the start. We have we're at yes. the this whole episode takes place in Malibu. Um, mm. we have Kim, Chloe, Tristan, Kendall, Chris, Corey, all of them. They're all hanging out. Everyone's everyone's hanging out. Kim is having a freaking out. She saw dolphins <laughs> at her friend Nicole's house. <laughs> Guys, there was so many. It was like, and then <laughs> Chloe's like, wow, crazy. <laughs> the way Chloe kisses Kim's ass these days is so phony and fake. It's hilarious. I know. And it's not like either. It's not Chloe's vibe. It's very on display. Yeah. Like, all right. Relax. Do you think it's just like they have like a business arrangement or something? Well, I think it's like whenever any trio, right? It's such a, and so you have to have an ally. And, and since it was always Chloe and Courtney and Kim on the outs, and then I feel like now they they just like they've just been partnered up yeah. because they're, wow. they're on the outs with Courtney. Crazy, crazy, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so Chloe notices Kendall has spider-like limbs, and then decides she wants to arm wrestle her. Uh, nope. Corey is all about this. Corey jumps up. He hops up so fast to referee. He this. got off that big thick butt of his so fast. <laughs> Oh, no, Corey. his butt is shaped like Chloe's ring. There you he's go. He's got a teardrop shaped body. <laughs> he's thick. He's a real. He's, he's thick, just, and, and I love it. Uh, yeah, he's got some big booty thighs and stuff. <laughs> he's got hips. He's got hips. He's got hips. <laughs> um, His hips. Look, they don't. If lie. you want to hang out with that family, you gotta get some hips. You gotta have hips. Uh, yeah. And if you don't, then you have to be a giant six foot bean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Kendall wins the arm muscle and I I wrote that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. <laughs> what has Chloe done to herself? She used to be able to pick up half the family in one arm. I was shocked. We know historically Kendall of all the women, I mean, even Kylie f- pretends to work out, you know, Kendall is never presented as a, uh, you know, as a strong woman well, physically. She is like sporty, but yeah, she's... but more like horseback riding and that those kind of like elite sports like that. I think of more than I think like you gotta cardio. be real strong for a horse, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I think she clearly is, and over the course of the episode, we see that she's like, I, I it was, it really was a reminder that like looks can be deceiving. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I just don't think of her. As I that. don't ride horses, but it seems like you got to have a pretty strong core butt and and uh, and like thighs to like because you stand up the yeah. whole time. Yeah, it, I think it's hard. <sighs> it I wouldn't terrible. know. I'm terrified of horses, Me too. and I don't want to go on. Want, them. Don't make us. Don't make us. Drop it. So, <laughs> then Kim, Kim's like, "All right, Kendall's tired out. 
I want to go now. <laughs> so, I know. So she beats her and screams, I'm a beast. <laughs> or no, she doesn't even scream it. She just quietly says, I'm a beast. <laughs> oh my God. Kim, Kim, this is a very funny Kim episode. We get a lot of, I think, like Kim's actual personality uh, in this episode in a, ver- a lot of very funny little moments. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, so do, should we hop, con- continue through the Kardashians versus Jenners? Yeah, yeah. It's weird yes, because there yes. is like a... A bit of an overlap with the celibacy thing, but we'll just get to it. No, that's all right. We'll figure it out. Uh, So obviously, what's next? A new physical matchup is now taking place. We've got a volleyball game, and everyone's hanging out at the Malibu house. This, I mean, this place is sprawling, is the headline. This house is really getting its moment in the sun, Um, literally. And there's a volleyball game, and it ends up being basically it's the Kardashians versus Jenners. We've got Chloe and Kim versus Kylie and Kendall. Kendall wants to serve, and and then is basically starts talking about how like the Jenners are genetically gifted that they are better athletes. And she took a blood test. And it said yeah. I was born for this shit. <laughs> Quest- questionable science in there, I would say. Um, um, so okay. Kim and Chloe are like, but you know what? They may have the genetics, but we worked harder. And so it means more. And then the they did win the volleyball. That's. You yeah, know, so- I kind of like I love this ideological breakdown that like. Okay, well, yeah, because and they're largely, I think, saying because of Bruce or sorry, Caitlin, that it is like, you know, an Olympic athlete yes. is in is they're genetically, you know, predisposed. But it's like I love this this I- ideological split where they're like, well, yeah, but we aren't. So we don't have those genes. So we've fought harder to be athletes. So we are the true athletes here. Yes. <laughs> it's like. Uh, I don't know, I but to, I'll take it. I tried to explain it to my mom once. I was like, when people are like born nice, it's like not a big deal. I work so hard at it. <laughs> I feel like people should like think it's more impressive when I'm nice than when a nice person is nice. <laughs> I think that's the logic they're working with. And I don't, I don't disagree, but yeah, they have, they have a volleyball game. I'm shocked they can, which I, then I was glad that the nails came up later, but I was like, how are they playing volleyball with all of their nails? I mean, well, you don't have to touch it with your fingertips. You just gotta, yeah, like, a little, it's just risky. It would scare the shit out of me. I, but- I'm scared of volleyball. Cause once I got up, I just, hit one volleyball and I got a burst of blood vessel and my thumb got so big. Oh, yeah. It's like, do I need those blood vessels? Do they get back together? Or are they lost forever when that happens? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems like I needed it. What happens? You never know. Um, so Kim's like, let's do an obstacle course. We're going to do like one of those Spartan challenges thing. So that's what they do because that is a brand that they probably got some money with. It took me a minute to put together. I thought this was just like a term. And then slowly as the episode was, I was like, oh, it's a commercial. I see. Uh uh (laughs) So Kim, Chloe, Kendall, they're... I love this. Kim's like, my knee hurts. And Chloe's like, yeah, my knee got hurt working out with Melissa. And Kendall goes, who's Melissa? (laughs) Do you not follow your sister? How (laughs) dare she? One, put some respect on Mel's name. Like, I mean, Mel is is 
up there. I mean, that would be like asking who's Mario, okay? I mean. We don't talk like that about the extended Kardashian verse. Oh, are those those bodybuilder people? Or per- the bodybuilder Ken- lady? No, 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 no. Kendall, no. Kendall, no. We all know Melissa's incredible triumphant story after having her children and her commitment to her own fitness. She's transformed Kim's body. Get the- no, I don't like this pretend uh, lack of knowledge. Uh, and then we have another scene a little bit later where we've got <laughs> kind of more lounging around the house, uh, around the outside area, and... Uh, Kylie and Chris are on this trampoline, this giant trampoline that's appeared a few times. And Kylie's showing, talking about how, yes, of course, they are genetically superior. It's a known fact that we're more athletic. (laughs) And basically gets gets convinced by Kim, who's like basically razzing from some couch, outdoor couch. (laughs) It's so funny. Kim was eavesdropping. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like, why don't you do a flip then? Do a flip. That used to be your thing to do a flip on the trampoline. Well, she In her confessional, she's like, Kylie can do a, a flip. That's Kylie's thing. But can she I- ride? Can she lift weights? Can she show up? I don't know. <laughs> and she fucking called it because Kylie couldn't show up. <laughs> nope. That was the ultimate. I love that being the very last level. And it's like, of course not. And guess what? In this moment, though, Kylie has still shown up and she does a flip. She shows off in that moment. And I love Kim basically being like, well, yeah, I mean, I never said I did flips anyways. So it's, oh, I love that when people that's their comeback. Like I didn't say I could do it. It's fine. Like I don't want to do it. Wasn't that's that's the thing she said she could do. So that's her. So thing. then we have the lady, the myth, the legend. Melissa's there with with the with the Kardashian sisters. Uh, and Kim's like, look, I got an MRI. There was a big cyst that burst behind my knee. Oof. It hurts a lot. I don't Ow. care. Let me jump over a bench. And then there's like a <laughs> dual training montage. It was great. I loved it. Fully set to like 80s training montage music. And yeah, they're, they're, they're talking about the Kardashians train like beasts. But then guess what? They're not the only ones bringing in a trainer. We got Kylie and Kendall meeting with some unknown trainer, no Mel, and <laughs> they're also training. So we've got when we learned, you know, the long history of Kylie and Kendall's uh, storied athletic careers. We've got, you know, them as cheerleaders. We learned Kylie was on the boys' flag football team. But guess what? The Kardashians train like beasts. So who shall win? It's really being set up to be like. A pretty incredible challenge. And boy, does race day fall apart. <laughs> well, also, it's just like, okay, we got people between the ages of 37 and 41 and then some 20-year-olds. I know. It's like, this is never going to be fair. So, never. All the Kardashians are falling apart. Oh, they all have aches and pains. Courtney's got one <laughs> eye that looks tired. She cannot handle it. Looks tired. <laughs> she's like, the other one? She's like, no, the other one's fine. Just this one looks tired. <laughs> I couldn't have related more, man. I, I, it just made me like, this is what's up. Like even at, even in their, with their insane bodies in their insane lives, it's like, yeah, you get to your late thirties and man, I mean, I know it only gets worse, but I was like, yeah, see, this is what's real is it's just stuff is popping. (laughs) Things are just sagging one eyes off. (laughs) Now, are they getting a sports massage before? Yeah, we have a physical therapist working on their bodies. They're in their little race day outfits, which are very funny little sort of like spandex, 
you know, com- they, they look like they're basically on like, you know, American Ninja Warrior or Gladiator, <laughs> these like little matching team outfits, which is very cute commitment to the bit. And yeah, Courtney's going on and on about her list of ailments, including just bad sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And Chloe is like, we can't let these young babies know what's up. We can't let them know that we're falling apart. And literally when they come in, it's like everyone act normal. (laughs) (laughs) And then sure, sure as the sky is blue, the, the phone rings and who bails with just the thinnest of excuses why, of course it's Kylie. Of course Kylie isn't planning on coming to this giant shoot that they've set up and shot all the lead-up scenes for. And she gives one of a very thin excuse of a sinus infection, which can be bad yes. and hurt very badly. I mean, but- I feel like having a sinus infection in the middle of COVID would be like more of a big That's deal true. if it were happening. <laughs> it's so it's just so crazy because this is such a big setup. Because we're meanwhile getting shot of what this Spartan, you know, race course setup is along the property. And it is unbelievable. It's flags. It's like walls to scale. (laughs) It's like I was. You'd say it's unbelievable. It's flags. (laughs) I mean, flags to me are the ultimate. We got matching flags on a course. Branding, branding, branding. So, yeah, the course, it looks it looks great. It looks like something I would never try to do. Uh, we have Scott and our friend Harry Hudson we were just talking about, and they're speculating yeah. who will win. And they're like, they find out Courtney's already worked out today. That was a bad move. Rookie mistake. Uh, they're like, uh-uh. you know, Kim could surprise us. And Kim's like, my knee really hurts. I can't do this. So like, Kim's not going <laughs> to surprise us. I no. think I would have liked to watch their commentary. <laughs> and I bet they shot it, but they just didn't leave it in. I know I would have I actually really thought they were setting it up to have them be the like the full commentary throughout because it already was getting mapped so much on um, like a traditional competition show. But then guess what? Kim is even though she's dressed, she's in her outfit, she's stretching, she's ready. Even in the warm up, she starts feeling her knee. Clearly, it hurts really bad. And she she's got a dip. She's got to dip out. It's not worth it, you know, injuring herself for just a, quote, family trophy. Um, and she's right. But you, I do feel I we know how competitive Kim yes. is. Kim is really competitive. And I believe her. She's really pissed that she has to drop out. But guess what? She, she decides she's going to be the best cheerleader. And she shouts, we might be old, but we're going for the gold, <laughs> which was really cute. But it's time to compete. So the competition as it stands is Courtney and Chloe against Kendall. Yes. That's it. <laughs> so Chloe's up first. Um, they're having to run up. These stairs are like a quarter mile, Ooh. but they start like halfway down the stairs. But still. So intimidating. That's, that's enough. That would knock me out right there. Just that oh alone. Oh, my God. That like Zoom or sorry, that like um, drone shot of like them when they start running these steps every time yeah. took my breath away because it just looks like they are scaling an actual mountain because yeah. I guess they are. But she does pretty well. Uh, she skips one of the events because she has nails. <laughs> See, they're the nails. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's the reality. She can't <laughs> climb up that thing. She'll break her nails. So I forget what she finished at, but she had to add 15 seconds on because she skipped an event. So then Kendall's feeling confident. She's ready. Uh, and she really zooms through the course. She's just like, she she's so tall. She can truly just like step over the things. The, like, yes. The hurdles. And she's, 
she, you can tell, this is when I started, when Kendall is doing it, I was like, I, in the in, in in their confessionals, it also is becoming very clear in the way they're saying like, yeah, this course is a lot more than I was expecting. And I feel like they got punked by production, but they agreed to do what they thought was going to be like a very goofy, hijinxy level I think they, obstacle they thought it was going to be more like, he, uh, <laughs> what, what, gosh, um, Mark Summers. Oh, oh, uh, double, double there. I think they thought it was going to yes. be more like double dare. <laughs> I think you're right. And I think that we were legit watching them be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> what is this? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, also, it's so fun through this because we've got Chris has a megaphone. <laughs> Why is like Chris yelling? so team Jenner? Oh, my God. I was so confused by this. Maybe they're just her, like... I mean, I guess probably just because of Kylie, because Kylie is the heart, her heart. So she... I, I was like, well, what? You should be the most impartial. Yeah, because <laughs> later when it's Courtney's turn, she's like, Courtney, just pace yourself. They're like, no, don't pace yourself. Go. Don't pace yourself. Chloe screams, it's two minutes. It's two minutes. <laughs> I love this. I loved the sisters just, like, pushing Courtney so hard. Two of your life and it is riveting when Courtney starts running up those steps I laughed so because she said I feel like I'm going to be fast and her arms it was so it was like watching Sonic the Hedgehog like the way she moved and like knowing that she's only half Kendall size like if she were even six inches taller she would have crushed it and she absolutely she was just like motoring though i couldn't believe it i loved it because you know that how i would have felt if i'm the fucking oldest and i'm the old i'm a woman in my 40s and i'm the oldest sister you're bad back you're not doing it (laughs) i'm not i'm not doing i'm not touching this competition but i definitely would let that be the engine that it's like you've got something to prove more than any of the rest of them and she is, and then it, it, it is unfair because she she's like this obstacle course is made for tall people because when she gets to that like wall she has to she scale she even, like cannot reach she it she can't reach anything you can't reach it and then she jumps she hops over she gets over it and it was very cute Corey kind of inexplicably like picks her up they're really worried about splinters <laughs> picks her up and plops her on the ground <laughs> Corey was like in it this episode he's like I'm all over really everything. He was great. <laughs> and then she lost by four seconds. Uh, but they had fun. And Kim said she knows she would have won if her knee wasn't hurt. And that's the Kim yeah. I know. That's, that's the, the Kim. Kim. She said, I showed up. I'm a winner. Too. I showed up. <laughs> I'm a winner. <laughs> um, so Very I funny. guess moving to the abstinence, the celibacy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it kind of like Goofy. dovetailed a little bit with this. So, all right. Yeah. We got Courtney. We got Chris, we got Corey, and she's explored it. Did I skip the part where? No. No, you're right. You got it. Courtney's writing. She tells them that she's writing about um, celibacy yes. for Poosh. Oh, I think what I'm confused about is because she did talk about it with Scott earlier. So, yes. Yeah. They had their little house moment yeah, together. We didn't cover it. So it's confusing, Jess. It's out of order. Mm-hmm. I hate when they cross their storylines this way. Ah. But yes, we have Courtney writing about celibacy and she, she for Pooch, we learned. She's doing writing an article about celibacy. 
and she's researching and talking to Corey and Chris about it and all the supposed like benefits. It gives you better focus, happiness, whatever. There's some theory around celibacy uh, making your life better. And so Courtney suggests Corey and Chris try it out. Uh, that it might be maybe they would be the guinea pigs for her I, uh, to see how it would affect the relationship. When she's like, by abstaining from sex, people can orgasm simply by watching the sun- sunset. Absolutely not. <laughs> Do you know how long it's been since I've had sex? None of this is none of this is true. Um, most people who like this is an insane theory. Like maybe in the short term, like I've heard of, you know, for like athletes, you know, this sort of psychological thing of abstaining before a game or things like that. But it's like this idea that like celibacy in general, it's like we there are millions of studies that show us that sex is a release that it activates like you know it's 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 i don't know that i buy this no poosh mumbo jumbo i love that Corey was like we have no privacy so even in the bedroom so even the bedroom is up for your family's business (laughs) (laughs) he also says doing this is like jail (laughs) (laughs) and then chris comes right out and says it you're horny as fuck i don't think this is gonna work (laughs) (laughs) it's like Chris Courtney says that you know she's going to be celibate until her husband from Switzerland comes to get her and they're like why Switzerland she's like I just know that's where he is that's where I'll end up (laughs) (laughs) what did she have so much fun at that reindeer camp that she went to I guess I thought it was kind of a failed trip as I remembered it but what do I know then we have these two crazy kids Corey's trying to (laughs) seduce her he's just drunk as a skunk Yes, he's, he's swilling his cocktail around. <laughs> and he's like, and he was making me laugh so. Corey really, as this episode and of late, Corey, I'm on well, team Corey. If you let he's, people, like, if you let Corey be around people who don't hate him, he's mm-hmm. more enjoyable. But so many of them hate him. So, yes. But God, seeing their. The peek into their dynamic every time gets me. He's like, I'm in this situation, meaning their relationship. To touch you as much as I want to touch oh. you. I'm always focused on your booty. Oh, I like the side <laughs> of your butt. Oh, every- he says, he, he's like, I'm practicing social distancing. It's law anyway. And she's like, we sleep in the same bed. And he's like, well, I'm going to put a bottle of lotion on my side of the bed because we're practicing non-touching. And then she's like, we're doing it for poosh. <laughs> and then he told her look if this happens too long once it stayed out a long time it might not ever come back up Corey you're so damn sexy and you're my baby you're so damn sexy and you're my baby <laughs> stop it <laughs> I was dying oh, then we've got Courtney just trying to oh no first no before this we inexplicably the scene starts and everyone is wearing like silky tai chi outfits <laughs> we learn that you know courtney says my mom and courtney have been struggling with the celibacy so i thought maybe tai chi would be a good form of release <laughs> uh they a tai chi master appears they do tai chi he was also named harry 
He was named Harry. And then Courtney has them sit down to do a deep talk that forces them to look into each other's eyes, basically forcing all these other kinds of connection instead of sexual connection. And we get some very cute exchanges about like, well, she asks them to describe their dream date, uh, to which uh, Chris says, dateline and going to bed at seven. (laughs) (laughs) And Corey is tickled. And uh, he talks about a bottle, you know, having a bottle of 1942 and going on a date and they're just talking about the ways they like to spend time together yeah Uh, it's very sweet but then courtney next day courtney's outside just trying to read her book and what does she hear marcy well she hears a bunch of noises jess and um (laughs) she goes to see if they're having sex she's like i don't want to see but i have to know <laughs> I I get I get it I get it Courtney I wouldn't want to see it either and I would have to know. Uh, so <laughs> she's wondering if they're breaking their celibacy and this outdoor area that she's hearing the sounds come from. But they're just but no. giving massages. That's all it is. And it's her neck. Chris's neck has been hurting, and she was, I guess, screaming in pain in her mind. Oh, she. Oh. Courtney says she's so proud of them for sticking to their cel- celibacy. If they really did. and they say it felt good Corey says it didn't move mountains for us but they made it through two weeks supposedly and it's that's now right before (laughs) the scene though we had this little snippet of chris bribing stormy with a lollipop and we got an appearance from rob and rob was like mom you can't bribe kids like that and i was like oh my god is rob a good dad also rob don't you know how your family works of course you can bribe bribing is how everything is but I, done i was what do you call arthur george i was so <laughs> proud of him for like being like mom that's not how you parent i was like oh my god rob's a good daddy rob, i do think rob's a good dad i think he loves dreams so He's much i really do yeah so then we have courtney and scott will they or won't they um we've got Courtney is alone at the Malibu house or so she thinks. And this is where she mentioned she's going to do some push work. Uh, she's in her PJs and this is scary. She, yeah. She hears a sound. I, I have to assume they would not actually scare her like this. Uh, and she goes I mean, to I the guess kitchen productions in the house. So she's like, yeah, what is that still? Yeah. So she goes in the kitchen and who should be there, but Scott. Man. And he thought he had the mansion to himself. He's making himself a snack. And then she's like, where are the kids? Mason and Rain. I love that Scott says Mason and Rain are at mom's and that he calls Chris Mm. mom. Mm. Not your mom. He said they're at mom's. And then he's like, Penelope wanted to stay the night at Coco's. And that's because she doesn't want she doesn't yeah, want Courtney a, to be her mom anymore. We there's a larger storyline cooking in the background about Chloe uh, kidnapping and adopting Penelope, but we'll get to that when we get to it. <laughs> That's all I can think. And Scott says it's like the world is bringing us together, and Courtney can't even remember the last time they spent time together, just the two of them without the kids. And so Scott's like, "Well, do you want to watch a movie?" Uh, and there is like a genuine awkwardness to them that feels real that how could you not have awkwardness with courtney yes and it's like she gives nothing she gives nothing this whole storyline should be called she gives nothing (laughs) and she doesn't have to that's okay but 
we have them just sort of hanging on the couch and they're chatting. Oh gosh. She's, it's so funny. When she puts the whole cookie in her mouth and he goes, you're an unbelievable woman. She goes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you know he loves that. He loves <sighs> that shit. And they say, you know, Courtney's thinking that it's really nice to have a conversation with Scott without the kids. Um, and they're and then they kind of snuggle in and they're just watching. A we movie. talk about celibacy and Scott's like, oh, yeah, we practice celibacy. And she's like, no, we didn't. We had sex. He's like, remember, you told Sarah <laughs> Howard that you were with a porn star when we first started dating. And she's like, I don't really sit here and dwell and like think about that. <laughs> dwell is the funniest word he's like asking her to recall their sex life and she's like yeah i don't really dwell on that <laughs> like oh she's brutal um she's brutal. and then yeah um they're talking about how they're just they're just friends and scott says it's purely platonic and he looks so sad and then she laughs and laughs and he's like why are you laughing and she's like i don't know and i was like yes you do you're laughing because you know how badly he wants to be with you and you're you don't know how to when you feel uncomfortable we've already established it long ago you laugh when you feel uncomfortable and you know this is weird because he looks like an empty shell of a man he's a husk of a person he is such a husk this season. and i don't think it's there's so anything tough. to do about it on her side i i you know she can't like no. force herself to be with him like no i think this is it's a really interesting storyline for that reason because well so as it keeps going now we've got the hens clucking yeah i do love that he's Kim. like this house is a nice vibe and then they kind of like snuggle in on the couch yeah. so yes the hens clucking so kim actually saw them asleep on the couch we even get a funny little piece of footage yeah, of, her, like, of her walking in and cartoonishly backing out of the room. I don't think I've, that had to be fake, right? I, yes, absolutely. So they're all like speculating, like, do you think they're like hooking up? And they're like, you know, the feeling is what? Why not? And Chloe even says, what's the harm in trying? The Kindle to <laughs> yeah. Sorry, keep going. You're too pussy to even try. And I loved this. Kim to Chloe was like, well, you're not really one to talk. Yeah. And she's like, I think they're worried about messing up their co-parenting. And Chloe's like, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yes, yes that's she's the like, what's thing? the worst that now. could happen? It's like a, a lot, actually. I guess it could. Actually, quite a lot. And there are three actual children at stake. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we we have Chloe, Kendall, and Kim again in another scene. And, Kim is just like, wow. She's like, a helicopter? <laughs> She's so excited. And then they're all like, is it going to the boat? Then like, Kendall's like, no, it's an army one. And Kim's like, oh, it's very Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> this chatter at the top of the scenes. Malibu has brought out some very good they chatter. They just have never uh, seen I, things before. They don't see a lot of stuff, I think. They see only exceptional things and rarefied <gasps> things. And like a lot of mundane stuff like blows their they mind. They probably never see into a neighbor's yard. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so, so right. they're like they this whole world in front of them of like things happening wow. while we can see. It's them. like an aquarium, like a big tank for them to look also, at. Also, did know? you see that giant aquarium? No. There was like a giant in one of the training montages. There was like it was like rows and rows of an aquarium. Oh my god. It's insane. House. Insane. So they so we have Kendall saying, you know, she, <laughs> Wait, she that she always very what? first before that though. Kim's like, okay, here's what we got. Can you guys pay attention? <laughs> I'm like talking. <laughs> <laughs> I 
her power. She's she's asserting herself yes. in preparation for what she knows she has to do down the road. So I love it. We've got Kendall saying that she always tells Courtney she should go for it. And then in her confessional, she says, look, I'm team Squirt, which I had not heard before. I don't remember ever hearing Squirt. I don't think we can do that to couples after they're broken up. We really must be doing it while they're in their heyday. Team Squirt. Oh, but she said, and and I thought this was very sincere. She was like, I'm team Squirt. She's going to kill me for saying it. But what can I say? It's my truth. Um, and it's very sweet. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, this is a very like well-intentioned storyline, but it gets a little hijinxy. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, look, Scott would be into it. And honestly, if Scott moved on and had a family of his own, it would devastate Courtney. And Chloe's like, I would be devastated. And everyone's like, yeah. yeah, we need to talk about that, actually. Yeah, let's, uh, there's a lot here. We're, and, and which actually Scott kind of acknowledges later, which is, I thought, really great. But that Kim, Kim drops her big idea. Let's parent trap it up and basically let's figure out a way to get them together, trick them. And then, you know, we'll say it's a family dinner and it will actually just be a candlelit dinner for two. I love it. Kendall's like parent trap. What is that? They're like, (laughs) hi, I'm a lot younger than you. What are you talking about? So we have Kim and Chloe setting up this dinner. Chloe has a Swiss flag and Jess, you love this so much. At the flags. I didn't even realize it was such a flag heavy episode. <laughs> oh, no, I just you texted me about this because Kim said that looks like a red cross. And Chloe's like, this is a white cross. It's she's like, oh, good. Kim's like, oh my god, it's just like the red cross. She's like, yeah, but the cross <laughs> yeah. is white, Kim. This is not the red cross. My brain just sees it. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, it's like so weird. My brain put that together. <laughs> And then they're playing some like house yodeling. Like it's like some oh my god! It's this like half Switzerland theme. Kim's like, I brought candles and rose petals. Is that Swiss? Like Malibu's not Swiss. That's the big thing. The whole thing is not Swiss, but it's a it's a very fun. We've got the cute setting up as if they set it up themselves. We'd love to believe it. And then we have Courtney and Scott arriving to the house for what they believe is a family dinner. And of course they enter and there is a little note in the in the main table when they walk in that says, find the most romantic spot in the house. And Courtney points out that most family dinners don't involve <laughs> little romantic letters <laughs> and scavenger hunts. So oh, and then when they get out to the table, Scott's like, okay, they're setting us up. And Courtney goes, or you're setting us up. Scott's like, don't, don't you think now is the moment that I would say I did it if I had done it? She's like, I don't know. Would you? <laughs> this woman will not. She like, Every chance she gets, she like just slits his heart a little, a little bit more. Oh, God, it made me laugh. It's so wild. Also, bad investigator. So bad, bad. He's like pretty plainly letting you know what what isn't isn't true. So then they're eating fondue, very Swiss. Courtney is really mowing down. She loves this fondue and. She is pretty like almost like openly annoyed at first. And he's like, I thought it was a family dinner. And, you know, I get it. It's 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 awkward and and it's it's meddling. And Scott says, and, you know, in his testimonial, he's like, you know, the family puts a lot of pressure really on Courtney for us to get back together and, and ask, you know, like, why can't we have this perfect little family and the white picket fence? And 
It's just not that simple. Yeah. And then he's like, so what's up with the Switzerland thing? She's like, I don't know. I don't really know it, what it is. I love, like, the producer's probably like, no, you, no, remember, no, remember the thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, the 15-minute Swiss rule. And he's like, what's that? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know I what it her. is. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Uh, and then they start recounting stories of when Courtney peed on herself. <laughs> <laughs> he had like some elevator. <laughs> and now they like afterwards when they got out to the next school, they're like, yeah, somebody <laughs> peed in there. Ugh, it was really gross. <laughs> Just Scott made me so sad in this episode. Like I know, I know that he, he so grooms sad. children and is a predator. So I don't, I, I don't like that part of him. But he's just such, he's so just vacant inside. And I, ugh. Yes. I, I In my notes, I said, Scott looks old and sad. I know. And he's like only 35 or 30. Yeah. Maybe, maybe 36, I yeah. think. But he's, he's, he looks really like oof, rough. And so, but they're, so they're like, you know, I guess it's cute that, according, he's like, I guess it's cute that they did this slash annoying. <laughs> Then they're reminiscing the last time that they would have had a dinner like this, and it was in Cabo. We don't know how long ago that that would be. I assume back when they were together. Um, and and yeah, that they you know they they clearly make the best yeah. of it, and they have a nice time. But it is hardly sparks flying. No. Uh, it's pretty obvious that they weren't even going to give us the pretend storyline of sparks flying. No. And the next morning they do this little thing where they're going to pretend that they've hooked up so that Chloe and Kim can find them. And so Courtney just could not be bothered though. She was just like, I don't want to do this. And they're like, I mean, maybe you guys had sex. She's like, no, no. (laughs) Also, why is Kim wearing that tiny bikini top? I don't know. And her boobs are just like squishing right out the bottom. And like the, the like clasp of it was so high above her shoulder blades and stuff. Cause it was just, I know it was like, I think it's like a teen, like a teenager's bikini. Yeah. What was, was so small. I, is it just so we can see the under and around the boob? Like that maybe, I guess. <laughs> Why? I was very, I was equally baffled, but no, we have Courtney very firmly saying we're not back together. We're just, Parents. It's also like so awkward because you can see Kim and Chloe have this like we're pushing this narrative because it's the storyline and like so did you guys do anything and she's like no and so Chloe's like uh-huh well, not even uh-huh it's like Ugh, so it's awkward tense. I mean it's I I would gather that this you know we know that Courtney would have had to agree to this storyline but I imagine, you know, in practice, it's really painful on some level, you know, like this is about like a failed relationship that they've had to work so hard to get into this yeah. place. This is the father of her three children. There has to be so much we don't know. But even still, one of the things we've talked about so much with Courtney is the knowledge that like how much putting her relationship with Scott on the show was damaging mm-hmm. for her and for them and the relationship. And it's got to be like kind of not that fun at the end of yeah. the day. You know, it's too real. It's just a little too real, I guess. Yeah. You know, also like in comparison to seeing her with Travis Barker now, I've never seen her like that cuddly and clingy with yeah. anyone. So. And smiling and lit up and really like light. There's a like a levity 
to the few little snippets and granted it's a new relationship, but it's like, there is a lightness to Courtney that I think is, is part of her. Like Courtney's like ability to pivot between the meanest, coldest, sharpest knife to just like a really freewheeling fun person. Who's like happy to be thrown around by her sisters. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's, she's a complex woman. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like to like live with your family every day because when I go home I get like slingshotted back to my adolescence and I start acting like a bratty child so like does that happen even if you see them like four times a week maybe I wonder I wonder especially all their boundaries are so foreign to me you know like in general so I do feel they're amorphous as well too amorphous is the word they're they're just very tough and I feel like you know I hope she's still in therapy because this storyline to me was like yeah I bet that sounded like it would be okay to film and then like when she's sitting there at the table and that in that bed scene I was like she hates she it. hates it she cannot <laughs> she hates it. get her she out. only did it because they were like we'll put in a poosh storyline yes I you are a hundred percent right that it was like the poosh celibacy story but you know what if- Courtney fucking Corey and Chris are working so hard to make that stupid thing work for you. I know she's just not in the family biz in that way. Like, I just don't think she has that like tit for tat that like they all are kind of okay with. Yeah. You know, you can feel it that she thinks she is. It's what the whole last two seasons were before she like announced she was leaving and then didn't leave is that it's like, she says she's cool with something and then I think – and that's what I think the sisters were were losing their minds over when she was on the show more was that it was like you say you're cool with it and you're accepting the money but you're not showing up and doing I it. I mean – And like you are not really doing the job as it's asked. It's really like the transference – between her relationship with Scott onto the sisters and the show. Yes. Because she treated Scott that way. She's like, I'm okay with it. And I'm also angry with him and I'm going to enable him. And I'm also mad at him. And so just like kind of created this like toxic dynamic and then did the same thing with her sisters. Cause she didn't have Scott to do it to anymore. So that's why she was like spinning out because she only knows. And maybe it's not because she wanted to, it's because that's all she knows how to do is to have that kind of, you know, grudging or resistance to the thing that's going on in your life. Hmm. And I think where we saw her really like confusing everyone and like sending everyone's dials spinning was when for the first time she was trying to tell people what she actually felt and wanted and what was she was not okay with. But it was after so long that for everybody it was like, what the fuck is wrong with Courtney? Because yeah. they have only learned her and known her in this other way. And it's such a testament to like how hard it is when you tell people that you're okay with being treated a certain way and you try to adjust that. Like it's not going to go that well for especially the older you get and the closer your family is. It's a lot harder to be like, I know that you only know me in this way, but I'm actually not that person and I don't want to do that anymore. I mean, you know, she's like an interesting study in boundaries and how setting them helps other people if you would set them. Yeah. And that's why I actually thought I was glad to not see her I could get like into the hijinks of this storyline and be like, okay, I'm doing this, but I don't have to make this like cute and fun for everybody in the scene. Even if my sisters are uncomfortable and Scott is sad, 
this is where I'm at with this relationship. They're not the ones who have to be with him if we're together. I'm not there. That's not what's happening. And like, that's hard. Yeah. You know, to feel everyone want you to do that thing so badly and like, oh, but it would be so nice. Well, we would love it. And it's like, okay, well, that's my life. <laughs> like, thank God the show is ending because she needs to go like figure out what her thing is. Yeah. I mean, it ain't poosh articles, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what. Well, tell you that. That is the episode. Um, next week will be fun. We get into Addison Ray. Oh, my gosh. Did you see people burning Addison Ray up for being on Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, it was a real. I was like, I get it. I know this is like a larger controversy about TikTok and crediting, especially the BIPOC creators of things. But I was like, I don't know. This feels like a weird one. Um, I mean, it I was sort enough. of like, why is she on the show doing this? I don't think it. Oh translates. my god, I watched her. I watched her um, actual like performance. Uh, like this, she has a song. She's like a singer now oh, no. and she performed yeah she's like trying to be a pop star oh, no. so that's why she was on is that she was performed she has a song called um obsession and it is like so weird it like was felt like a time machine it's i mean it's not very good but can't wait what do i know can't wait but watch it but we'll watch that next week uh in the meantime we release new episodes every monday check out our website cardishnet.com Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and email us at Cardishonet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Cardishonet. Bye. Bye.